Hey folks, this podcast goes beyond the saddle as we explore professional careers across the equine industry. I'm your host, Katie Kleinbell. Let's tack up and head out. Today, we welcome Melissa Kitchen. She is the Vice President of Interactive Media for the Equine Network. The Equine Network is a media company that includes print and digital marketing services across brands that you know, like Horse and Rider, the Team Roping Journal, Equus, Practical Horseman, A Home for Every Horse, Equine.com, Hope in the Saddle, and more. She's got a lot on her plate, and she's had quite the journey to get here, and we are so excited to have her. Thank you for joining us, Melissa. Thank you for inviting me. First, um, I'd love just a synopsis of what your job is, what you do. Give us kind of a summary of what your role is here at the Equine Network. Uh, Meetings. I do lots and lots of meetings. (laughs) (laughs) As the VP of Interactive Media, I deal with anything that's not print. So if it's not in a magazine, then it comes under our department. So I work on client strategy for our brands and for our clients' brands, and then incorporate those into programs it doesn't matter if it's video if it's website stuff if it's emails if it's podcast if it's social media i mean anything falls under our group so all those things you kind of talked about some of the services we provide so there's video there's emails what are some of the other things that the digital team pushes out oh we do lots of contests whether you're giving away a new barn or a truck and trailer giveaway kind of thing um Lots of live social media like the Road to NFR and Rope Vegas and Live from Lexington, all these different social media programs. Tons of new podcasts, you know, are rolling out all the time. All the content on the websites, on blogs, on newsletters, on Pinterest, on, you know, you name it. You name it, they do it. (laughs) Sounds like there's a lot going on. So what's a typical day in the life of Melissa Kitchen? Come to the office here in Boulder? Do you work from home? You know, what are some of the things that you can do on a daily basis? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the office usually a couple of times a week. Um, I'm on a plane a lot of times. So, you know, if I'm traveling three or four days, then I'll work from home the other day. I do work from home quite a bit because I'm on the phone all day long, it seems. Typical day is, you know, I have three sons, so I get sons up and feed horses and then I hop on the phone. <laughs> and I'm on many conference calls and not, I mean, usually about anything under the sun. You know, one might be about budgets and forecasting. The next one might be about what we're doing in Las Vegas this fall. And then, you know, what's a new podcast? You name it. Anything flies. I think that's maybe a common myth that people might have about digital marketers in general is that you come in, you bury yourself in your computer screen, and that's it. Nine to five or eight to four, and that's what you're doing. But clearly, it's not like that for you. No, not at all. I mean, email, obviously, or text is probably my preferred form of communication just because I'm on so many conference calls. But that's large part of my my daily life is not sitting behind a computer. I mean, I don't code, I don't design, I don't write, I don't do any of those things. I just try and keep everyone employed and all the balls in the air and all the marketing programs going and all those things. Myth busted. I like it. <laughs> Can you share something that's coming up for the Equine Network that you're excited about? Something that's maybe on our horizon? Yeah, we're getting ready to do a documentary style TV show called American Cowboy Icons. I think that's going to be the name. And it's going to really show all of the those people We've all grown up loving the the cowboy lifestyle, the cowboy story, and thought, oh yeah, you know, those guys are hardworking and we admire them. So we're really going to dig in with that series and say, here's why they're important. Here's what they mean to the American way of life now and, you know, in the past and the future. It's going to be really good, really exciting. Exciting. 
That's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about what led you here to the Equine Network. What was your journey like to get to this spot? So I grew up on a dairy farm in Wisconsin, and I've had horses my entire life. At that time, I thought, okay, I'll probably be a veterinarian. I went to school in Madison for a couple years, and then um, another small school in Wisconsin, and then moved out to Colorado to go to, to CSU and study equine science because I decided I didn't want to go to school forever to be a veterinarian. And my dad always told me, you know, if you're a veterinarian, you're going to bring home every sick animal, and you're you're just going to have a whole zoo, which I do anyway. So <laughs> I didn't do that. I um, graduated from CSU. I went to Texas to train horses for a little bit and then came back to Colorado and worked at the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. So I started there as their media girl, which I guess was my entrance into the media world because in, in college, I had no idea that any of this career existed and a lot of it didn't, but it's evolved over time. I don't know, maybe a year or so in, they asked me if I would take over their website. And I was like, you know, sure. I've been on I've been on AOL.com three times. I'm sure I can create a website. <laughs> so I just dove in and, and learned that. And I ran ProRodeo.com for a couple of years and kind of transformed that from a fax on demand, sending out results to every rodeo place in the world, having it all housed online. And, and it was fun and it was a good education. And I guess I became a self-taught web designer, web coder, web everything. So when I left there, I went to Penton Media here also in Colorado. And, you know, we were a big B2B publisher. I started in there as project manager and just worked my way up through the ranks. At one time, I think we had 126 magazines and that many websites and stuff. And Holy cow. I mean, it was a lot. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun to learn that side of the business. I mean, we had things like plastics today or welding. I mean, it wasn't anything, you know, titles that I was interested in, but <laughs> just the work and, the, you know, doing those strategy things. So then I met um, our boss, Tom, and I did some consulting for him for a few years. I left Penton, went to UBM, and then I came over here to AIM, and I've been here for, I guess, eight years doing, you know, turning this into a digital-first company. So that's been really fun. When you uh, were part of the launch of ProRodeo.com, did you have any idea that the internet and websites and digital media would become what it is today? No, not at all. I don't think you could even buy anything then. Maybe you could gate your content, but everything was clip art and flashing buttons and it was it was crazy. You couldn't do anything on your phone. I think everybody's still at a brick. It's sure evolved and, you know, it's changed our lives in many ways. Absolutely. And it's still changing. I mean, what changes do you see in the digital space, you know, still today as it's evolving? Everybody wants everything right now. I think the podcast will continue. I think that video, you know, learn by video, DIY, troubleshoot anything by video will just continue because people don't want to wait, you know, to have somebody come fix your dishwasher. You'd rather get on YouTube and find the video and do it yourself. So I see that space, you know, I don't, I don't see it going down I think the only thing that's missing is that community you know Facebook and other platforms give us the virtual community but we're missing out a big thing with the social personal interaction whether you're on the phone talking or you're face to face I think that we all thrive on that so we're going to have to figure out how to bring that and keep that in our lives Um, but otherwise I think it's just going to continue. It's a good place to be as VP of the digital team because it's just, it's going to explode. Not only media in general, but in the horse industry too, which is fun to see. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It sounds like it wasn't real obvious that this was where you'd end up when you started college thinking you might be a veterinarian to where you are today. Yeah, I mean, I had no idea. When I was in college, I thought I'll probably have to run a feed store or I'll have to train horses or I don't know. I didn't, you know, be a sales rep, do something like that. I mean, I'd I'd always seen, you know, in the magazines, Horse and Rider and Equus and whatever, but I never really thought I wasn't a writer. So I didn't really think about the marketing side or, you know, the digital age for sure at that time. I think that, you know, it, it's my path has changed continually 
after that, it's just like, you just keep reaching for the stars. And you're like, yeah, I just, I always want a challenge. I don't like to sit behind a desk and just be like, oh, here, I'm going to do the same thing every single day. And I think that's what keeps this position so much fun. And this industry, I mean, I love it. This has been, horses have been my life for my whole life. There's ever been a year since I was two years old that I haven't had at least one horse. Like I know there hasn't because I've paid those bills for that many years (laughs) after my dad quit. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think that's a big thing in college. I don't think people know what opportunities are out there. I mean, we, you know, you were an intern here before, before you started working here and so many people get out of college and they're like, I had no idea that this job even existed. I mean, we employ graphic designers and videographers and writers and social media people and SEO people and, you know, so many different things. And your horse knowledge, you know, helps out. Absolutely. It's like the bread and butter to all those extra pieces that you learn in your education that come together now. (laughs) And we get to talk horses. If you could turn back time and talk to, you know, your 18-year-old self or put yourself back in, like, freshman college shoes, what would you say? Like, what would you say to yourself? Sell your horses in college so you don't have student <laughs> student loans, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, just to, I mean, I live my life on adventures. I don't really care about material things as long as I have a good horse and an adventure to go on. I'm good with that. So, and I try to raise my family that same way. And I think that's the key. Just really pay attention, grab onto those moments so you can remember them and document them. And I think, I think the adventure is the key. I love it. Absolutely true. Did you hit any roadblocks along the way? I wouldn't say a ton. I mean, I've had a lot of support. For one thing, I just don't really back down. I mean, I just, you know, I grew up on a farm and learned how to work hard and watch people around me work hard and never give up. You know, in the rodeo side, for sure, it was a male-dominated industry, and I just kind of tried to find my niche and push my way through, and, and it's worked out. She definitely supports all the women in our office, too. I mean, she's a big proponent of, like, we can do this and horse owners are women I and mean, people buying the products are women. So it's really cool to see you in this role and, and perpetuating that. So thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Can you tell us about uh, your most memorable moment in this role or something that you look back on and just, that was really amazing. I've had quite a few, but the one that stands out the most is last August, I went to Peru with a couple of videographers and we did a documentary for the Equitarian Initiative, which is like doctors without borders. So it's veterinarians going to care for equids in Central America. And it was unbelievable. I mean, we were completely immersed in the culture and these people don't really have anything. And one of the big lines out of that film is if they don't have shoes, how can you expect them to have shoes on their horses? And which is very true. I mean, it was the most surreal, but educational, um, fulfilling experience of my career and probably my life. That's amazing. That is such a cool initiative. There's such a great program and you got to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Tell us about your personal horses. You mentioned them a couple times, but what do you have right now? Who's standing in your pasture? Oh, I have a Welsh pony for my son and Steve, a quarter horse, who's, you know, everybody's horse, (laughs) who's shown everywhere so he can, you know, he can do all the things. And then three paints that are all related. They stem back from, I remember my dad bought me a black quarter horse when I was a freshman in high school for Christmas. She just showed up, and so these are all three related to her. Those bloodlines have been around for a long time. You've got lots of color in that field, which is also fun. I do, yes. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about uh, still horses, of course, but your horse industry recommendation. So it can be anything. It can be a product. It can be an event. It can be media that you've seen, um, just something that is out there that you think people would really like uh, that you've seen. So event-wise, I think the biggest thing for events, I mean, I go to so many awesome events. It doesn't matter if it's World Cup or NFR or Kentucky Three Day or wig, you know, just whatever. I think the big thing I would recommend it is in events. I mean, I grew up riding 
and showing western horses and trail riding and I had no idea about the other events so you know the first time I went to then Rolex you know it was like oh my gosh the athletes these horse and human athletes are just unbelievable I mean it just blew my mind so that's my big thing is go to events outside of your wheelhouse because you're really going to have admiration. I mean, the first time I went to the reigning fraternity, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I just <laughs> love those horses and those slides and spins. And But it, it's the same thing for eventing. It's the same thing when I go watch dressage at the World Cup. I mean, those horses are just unbelievable, and so are the riders. Get out and see it. Yep, absolutely. Now let's get one of your non-horse recommendations. So something we can kind of see a little into, Melissa. Any, It can be anything. It could be a book that you've read, a podcast you like, a TV show, a place you've gone on vacation, a clothing brand. I mean, literally, the sky's the limit. Just something that's not related to horses that you really enjoy. Mm, let's see. So I love to travel. So And I not I don't like to go to the same place twice. I'd say the best trip I went on besides Peru. Peru was just outstanding. Um, New Zealand, that was a great one. Nice is great. You know, all those traveling places that I've been lucky enough to go to. I do listen to quite a few podcasts on my commute. I'm a Packer fan, so I enjoyed the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Sports Wars Packer or podcast. That was really fun. Nice. <laughs> All kinds of things. So. <laughs> All right. To get to know you a little bit better, I have a game for you. Okay. So we're going to play. It's called This or That. Uh, you've probably played it before. I'm just going to rapid fire to ask you questions, and you're just going to pick. You don't have to have any reasoning for why or any thought behind it. Uh, just what comes to your mind first, what you prefer. I'm going to give you an either or. Okay. You ready? Yep. Okay. Beer or wine? Beer. Books or movies? Books. Bumper pull or gooseneck? Ah, uh, gooseneck. Cinch or wrangler? Cinch. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Are you an early bird or are you a night owl? Night owl. Do you like Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. For work, do you prefer emails or phone calls? Emails. Do you have an iPhone or do you like Android? iPhone. Are you a Mac or PC person? Mac. Mares or geldings? Mares. <laughs> Monster trucks or demolition derbies? Demolition derbies. On the trail or do you like to ride in the arena? On the trail. When you're washing your horse, you use a wash wand or a sponge and bucket? Sponge and a bucket. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Laundry. And do you have, for your wristwatch, is it digital or analog? Digital. There you go. There's your insight into Melissa Kitchen. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, taking some time to kind of talk to us about what you do and how you got here. It's really, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely, thank you. Thanks for riding along. Know someone that would be great to interview? Have questions you'd like answered on the podcast? Send me an email at beyondthesaddlepodcast at gmail.com or join the conversation on social media. You can connect with us and learn more about the Beyond the Saddle podcast by following us on Facebook and Instagram at at Beyond the Saddle podcast. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Beyond the Saddle is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.